Blog Talk Radio. Satellite 
for Australians, the morning show. It's the number one morning show in Australia. And they um, they were doing a segment on the plus size revolution, and they wanted to feature a website that was dedicated to plus size women. So that was a really huge and and great thing I got to do yesterday. So, and so will we be able to see it like on YouTube or anything? Yes, it's actually it's actually on my page, my Facebook page right now. Um, people have been posting it and congratulating me, but we're going to post it on the website and add it to our YouTube channel as well. So, yeah, you can definitely go ahead and look on my Facebook page now, Stephanie Penn, and it will be on the site tonight on com tonight, so you can view it there also. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. That was, that was my first television appearance, so if it's a little rusty, please forgive me. But that was my first, <laughs> <laughs> my first television appearance, so I got it out the way. Now I'm ready for my second one. All but, right. <laughs> right. But in news, in plus-size news, I know a few weeks ago I talked about the award shows, and um, I'm not done talking about the award shows because the award show season is still going on right now. Mm -hmm. So last night the curves hit the red carpets for the SAG Awards demanding respect. Like Octavia Spencer, Melissa McCarthy, Amber Riley, all the curvy girls on the red carpet looked fierce last night. Um, But I want to give a huge congratulations to Octavia Octavia Spencer for winning – Best Supporting Actress in her role as Minnie on the, in the Help again. So this is like her second or third award for the award season. And um, I think my, my magic eight ball tells me she's going to win the Oscar. That's what I predict, February 26th. I certainly so I, hope so. She deserves yeah, it. Yeah, she does. And so as, as a fun thing, I'm betting people a dollar, just one dollar. A dollar. <laughs> she's going to, just a dollar, four quarters, that she's <laughs> going to win. So if you want to take on the bet, Contact me. I'm just joking, but seriously, I really think she's gonna win for the Oscar. Um, also, next, I I just saw this video right before I came on today. So I guess um, Andre Leon Talley was um, interviewing people on the red carpet for Entertainment Tonight last night, mm-hmm. and he interviewed Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It, him being a heavier guy himself, he should know what to say and what not to say to people. He called Uh-oh. her. He called her super size. <laughs> and how did she react to it? She looked at him like, okay. She even actually told him that this is going to an awkward place right now. She looked at him like he was crazy because he called her curvaceous. He called her plus. He called her super size. He was confused. He didn't know what to, to address her as, but he's not a slim gem. Right, not at all. <laughs> I don't understand how he could not know that that's like that's a that's a happy meal, a combo meal for McDonald's. I want to get a super size, but you don't call no woman super size. Right, come on now, that was a bit off. And then I respect. I mean, I expect more from him. I really do expect more from him. But I guess you know he's still human. So, um, last news is London-based design duo Clement Ribeiro have partnered with Evans, plus-size retailer Evans in the U.K., mm-hmm. to create the Swan Collection. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about it yet? Or mm-hmm. Okay, good. I like to bring stuff that you haven't heard about. So, <laughs> But he, they partnered with them to do the um, the Swan Collection. Mm-hmm. And the collection basically consists of colorful prints and black pieces with a, a twist of 40s feel. Um, so they've enlisted models like Tara Lynn and Robin Lawley, to go as the go-to girls to model the collection, and it's going to be in Stowell in Evans, um, late spring 2012. So I saw some of the pieces online on their Twitter page, and there's some pictures out there of the girls modeling. It looks nice. It does look nice. You know, Evans always partners up with somebody 
well right. known in that area um, to release something a little edgier than what they offer. So I'm anxious to see what the, what that includes. Hey, well, the more options, the better. Exactly. Well, all that's right. Yeah, that's it for today. I'll bring some more good stuff next week, though. Well, all right. Well, that was excellent. Thank you for contributing. You're welcome. Oh, and don't forget, everything that I talked about on on today's show is available at com as well. Well, thank you, Stephanie. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And our first guest on the show tonight is Asia Monet. With curves in all the right places and an impressive list of modeling credentials, New York native Asia Monet is preparing to conquer the modeling world. Asia is the first plus-size model to appear in a campaign for Intimates brands, Les Miseries. Ms. Monet appears on the packaging, catalog, and website for the Emerald Queen Lingerie Collection, launched as part of Electric Lingerie's international campaign marketing real women-sized models. Combining her exquisite features and contagious enthusiasm, Asia Monet has also made television appearances on BET's Rip the Runway Model Search and the bridal segment on NBC4's The Today Show and... We TV's cinema, cinema therapy. I might not be pronouncing the name of that show right. And she also appeared on How to Look Good Naked season two promo with Carson Kressley. Let's welcome Asia to the show. Thank you so much, Shanice. Thanks for thanks for having me. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. And first, tell me how did you get your start as a plus size model? Actually, I fell into, um, well, it started in college. I walked the runway for a show, and I just caught the bug. I was in love. Um, And then when I came out of school, I had um, answered an open call for Les Mysteries, and I became their 40G Fit model. Um, And then basically my career within the intimates um, um, field started then. That opened the door for me. So did you have any obstacles getting started with your career and getting your foot in the door? Um, I can't say I really. I mean, I fell into it. I knew I loved um, taking pictures. I loved runway. Um, I mean, honestly, it was just a dream. But when I came out and I seen models like Mia Amber doing it for, like, Ashley Stewart, I was like, wow, this is real. Like, I could pursue something like this. So it definitely was an eye-opener for me. Um, I really wasn't aware of, you know, how hard it can be as I went on with my career, definitely. I experienced so you think it's more obstacles now versus the beginning? Well, actually, I, would, I have to say that um, being in this business, I have seen it grown so much, and there's so much more opportunity than when I first started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to be happy for that. But when you try to reach a certain plateau in this industry it gets harder and harder and harder you know right when I first to get started, to the next level yeah definitely because when i first started it was like you know you'll take a little local job here and there but now it's like i'm at the point you know i want more campaigns international campaigns and stuff like that and so being a freelance model i'm i'm, I'm a freelance model definitely is a little bit more difficult dealing with competing with models with top agencies so the opportunity is slimmer. But, but 
even though you're a freelance model, you are able to um, book things for yourself. Like I mentioned in the opening, you're the first plus-size model to appear in a campaign for the Intimates brand. Now, make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly. Is it Lay? Lay Mystere. Like, like the mystery is Lay Mystere. Okay, Lay Mystere. So you uh-huh. were able to do that as a freelance model. So that was a I big accomplishment. I was. It's a, it was a blessing. It's a blessing. And it was really close to my heart because, like I said, I'm their 40G Fit model. Um, just to give you a little background on the company, they actually have a bra, which they call the Oprah bra, which Oprah back said was one of her favorite bras. And that's actually one of the first bras I tried on when I walked into their um, showroom and found out I was a G cup because at that time I was like, "What is a G cup?" Like I thought I was a double D. So mm. yeah, it was it was it was an eye opener then too. Um, but yeah, I was approached by the company. They seen um, some t- a test shoot I did with Roberto Lagreski, and I actually had on a Waco bra in the test shoot, and um, they loved the image. And they were like, "We are interested in having you." model for our next campaign and I was like of course I will like I'm yeah, of so course. excited of course I will so definitely yes I've been blessed I've been very blessed um just recently I was on the style network um with a spin-off show from Jersey Licious called Glam Fairy and I was modeling along with Kamari for um Fashion to Figure we were shooting the campaign for Fashion to Figure well, that's excellent. And so another thing that you do, um, you do a lot of fit modeling. Now, to yeah. those listeners that aren't familiar with what that is, explain to them what it is and what do you do as a fit model. Okay. As a fit model, you could kind of say I'm like um, a human mannequin. <laughs> so I am the 40G bra model in the industry. So I go from different clients day to day, and basically they're building and checking patterns of the bra. So basically they build the bra on me and check the patterns, and I give feedback on the fit, on the look. Um, it's a very important job because basically this business is a very it's a very big business. Yeah. So depending on your input, you know, with the product, it's very crucial. So it's a very important job. I actually love this and, job. And a lot actually. of people, when they think of modeling, they just think about um, my photo shoots and runway. But fit modeling is a very lucrative field because yes. it's more consistent <laughs> with the work, right? Yes, I call that my nine to five. That's what my nine to five is, fit modeling. Um, that's really? what I'm doing during the day. Yes, that's – I mean, I'm in, like – you know, the fashion district, Madison Avenue, going from client to client. The great thing about what I do is I don't work for one company. I mean, you do have in-house fit models sometimes, but um, the more experienced models are usually working with multiple companies. And so our knowledge is greater that way also because we work with a lot of different different technical designers. So, so now you're modeling full-time. You said you quit your day job, right? Yeah, I'm fortunate. That's this is. I mean, along with other things, I also do web design, also. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is my main, my main occupation. When people so ask what me what I am, can, I'm a model. <laughs> what advice can you give to those listeners that want to get into fit modeling? I know one of the things very important with fit modeling is measurement. So your measurements can't yes. go up and down, up and down. Yes, it really. Yes, that's definitely true you've been doing your homework it's very important to keep your measurements because like i said 
you know, companies are building a prototype for months. It's not like you have a bra on and then it goes on the floor the next day. Mm-hmm. So imagine you keep getting samples coming in from the factory over time. So it's very important for you to stay your size. And plus, when you become, when you start establishing yourself, like I'm kind of like the prototype for 40G. Like I'm considered the standard G cup. So that has to stay consistent across the board when I'm working from company to company. So it's very important. And so if you, like all of a sudden lost the whole bunch of weight and your cup size went down, then you wouldn't be able to continue that job. Nope, nope, (laughs) nope, nope. I mean, you know, I've heard stories of women fluctuating, Mm-hmm. And maybe they could, you know, find their way in, but they're already smaller size models. Okay. Cup sizes. So, I mean, my size is not that common. Right. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't try to jeopardize that <laughs> if I can. Now, besides being a model, you said you have other skills um, as web design, but I also read you do makeup hairstyling, yes. photography. Yes. It's kind of like a jack of all <laughs> trades. Tell me about some I of the other areas. Everything. It's you know, it's so it's a blessing and a curse. It's hard for me to focus sometimes. Um right now, as far as web design, um I help other entrepreneurs and small business owners basically take their marketing to the next level. I have a bachelor's um in business focusing on marketing and finance. So I really take my marketing expertise and bring it to the table and develop a suitable site Uh for, you know, other models, entertainers. Um, So I enjoy doing that. Also, hair and makeup, that's my background. I was a hairdresser before I got into modeling. Yes. I've actually been, I was like a shampoo girl at the age of 13, and when I was in college, I had my own practice. Like, everybody knew about me, so... That's what I was doing. So I I developed my makeup skills when I became a model because I had to learn how to do makeup. It's very important, ladies. You have to be able to, you know, keep your look up. You can't right. always think you, you're going to go on set and somebody, you can't leave it always up to the hair and makeup people. You never know what might happen. Right. Sometimes you have to correct their work if it's just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. I, I love a time when I can step on set and just leave it to everybody to do their job. That's like the best thing in the world, but sometimes it's not like that. Now, you also um, do hosting. Tell me about XTV. Yes, um, XTV is basically a music show, a local show in New York, and I get to interview um, music artists and influential people and entertainment. So it's definitely. And so it's a local show in New York, so it can only be seen um, in for the New York listeners. Yes, but there's a site, um, exquisiteproductions.com, and you can view clips. Also, you can view clips through my website, asiamonet.com, on XTV tab. So what is your ultimate goal in the industry? Would it be... Uh, to get an agency and be with the top agency, or do you like working for yourself? I have learned that I can't, I mean, I've sacrificed a lot. To be in this business, you know, people think it's just so glamorous. Yes, it's glamorous, but it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I've built myself literally from the ground up. So at this point in time, 
I can't see me just handing over my business because that's what this is. This is my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I've collaborated with different agencies as a freelance model. Um, I probably would entertain probably a management company mm-hmm. or so, but I can't, like, I just can't really see myself, like, giving everything to an agency on an exclusive level. Um, but I branch off in different things. It's not just modeling. Like I said, I do TV. I would love to have my own show, um, definitely on a major network. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just trying to break down the barriers and just trying to go as far as I can. So do you have anything coming up that we can be on the lookout for? I'm actually in the midst of developing a new site. And basically, I don't want to give too much information, but (laughs) I'll have a press release coming out about it. But basically, it's going to be focused on all of my experiences and my tips on the industry and beauty and fashion and inspirational things. Okay. Um, And also, I want to showcase curvy women and their style. I want to give a fashion directory on there also. Um, We'll have some featured looks and some things coming up, probably some makeovers. So it should be exciting. I'm very excited about it. People write in all the time, asking for tips and stuff, all the time, all the time. So I want to give back. I I want to address all these people that write in and everything with their issues and their concerns and their beauty tips and fashion tips. Well, tell us your official website and how to uh, book you for anything. Oh, okay, great. Um, you can visit me at asiamonet.com. There's a booking a booking tab and contact tab. Also, you could send any inquiries to press at asiamonet.com. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I like your story because as a freelance model, you've been able to accomplish some great things, and that's some something the girls need to hear. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm pleased and blessed that you were able to have me on and share my story. Thank you so much. And continued success. You too. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Take care. And up next on the show is Allie Cudby, and she is the author of the best-selling book, Busted, The Fab Foundation's Guide to Bras That Fit, Flatter, and Feel Fantastic, and CEO of Fab Foundations, an intimate apparel consulting company. She has been called America's number one bra coach and has been named an expert voice by BareNecessities.com, the largest lingerie retailer. Allie has been quoted in publications ranging from Essence Magazine, to WeightWatchers.com. Before founding Fab Foundations, Allie worked in the media industry at such companies as Discovery Communications, the New York Times Company, and Universal Television. Allie has an MBA in Entrepreneurial Management from the Wharton School of Business, and her undergraduate degree is from the University of Pennsylvania. She currently serves on the Executive Committee of the University's Trustees Council of Penn Women. Let's welcome Allie to the show. Hey there, how are you? I'm fabulous, how are you? Just great, thank you. So when did you discover your fascination with bras? Well, it actually started from 
a place of never being able to find bras that fit. When I grew up, the land of beyond the double D was just a wasteland, and there was not a single bra in the entire Washington, D.C. metropolitan area that fit my body. And so every time I went bra shopping, it was just a miserable experience, and I felt like it was some, there was something wrong with me and, and something wrong with my body. So when I finally found bras that fit, I had to go to England to do it. And it was this transformational moment for me. And from that moment on, everything else sort of flowed. Now, one thing that stood out to me on your website, when you spoke about your personal experience growing up, you said, like you just said, now it was difficult to find bras, but you said you didn't feel attractive or confident, and you felt embarrassed in your own body by not finding the right bra. So what do you, what you do is basically more than just finding the right fit. It goes a little deeper than that, right? And Absolutely. And, and what I found in interview after interview is that this is a really common thread when and women find that they aren't look, liking the way how they look in a bra or they can't find bras that fit them properly. They think there's something wrong with them, and it really undermines women's self-confidence and self-esteem. And when I'm able to provide a fitting service or give women information that helps them find bras that fit their bodies, it's an amazing thing to watch them just stand taller, feel better in their own skin. It's, it's way more than just a bra. It's, it's a life changer. And that's a life changer for women of all sizes, right? Yeah, that was actually one of the most interesting parts of the research. I was going to write the book from the perspective of full-busted women and full-figured women because that's what I knew best. Mm -hmm. But actually, and this was kind of hard for me to get my head around initially, really petite women that are very small-breasted have the same insecurities because they feel like they don't count among the ranks of women when they can't even fit into the smallest bra in the department store or in the store. So that was sort of an interesting thing I learned along the way. So you formed a company to tackle uh, these problems called Fab Foundations. Now tell me a bit about your company. I work with uh, mostly retailers and manufacturers on ways to bring better information about fit to women. There's a lot of great product out there. Tons of companies like Le Mystere are making wonderful bras for women of all different sizes. Uh, and, and most women are, are surprised to find out that bras actually go up to a 56N like Nancy. Um, they've never heard of bras that size most of the time. And uh, so just getting more information out there and helping women find the, the right fit through better education. And you know what, when you get into those um, more uh, uncommon letters that we just don't hear often, people think it's so gigantic, but it's more common now, actually. It is. The average bus size is definitely growing. Um, but I think that a lot of it is also that women were so used to shoehorning themselves into bras that didn't fit properly, and now that they have better options, they're finding them. And, and the great thing is a lot of these bras are beautiful. They're fashion colors and really pretty with lace and very feminine looking. They don't look like the old uh, chest protectors from the old days. <laughs> now, you call yourself a fit bra coach. Now, tell me what does that mean? 
Well, it's kind of like that old adage. You can give someone to fish and they can eat for a day, or you can teach them to fish and they can fish and they can eat for a lifetime. I like to be able to give women the information about what fit looks like on their unique body so that they can figure out fit for themselves for the rest of their lives. Our bodies are constantly changing, and so it's important to understand that your bra size is going to change. As like Asia was saying, you know, if you lose weight, if you gain weight, your bra size changes. And so it's important to understand that as your body evolves, you need to adjust your fit appropriately, and that's kind of what I do. And so you even wrote a book about this. Um, tell us a little bit about your book. The book is called Busted, and it goes through a lot of the things that we've just been talking about, you know, why it's so complicated, what some of the emotional factors are, and how you can find fit for your unique body. And I'm really, really excited because the book just came out in December, and already in January it hit the bestseller list, so it's been pretty exciting. Wow, that's exciting. Thanks. So, and the book is available everywhere? It's available everywhere, and if you can't find it um, in your local bookstore, you can always find it on Amazon. Okay. Now, these are some questions. Um, I'm coming as an interviewer, but as a a full-busted woman, too, some of the things I have problems with. So one of them is finding a strapless bra that holds you up for a fuller figure and fuller bust. What advice can you give for that? There are brands that design specifically for fuller busted women and fuller figured women. So it helps to find the the brands that are really designing for your body type. Um, There's a a brand called Alomi that designs for the full figured woman. And I know they have a strapless bra um, that comes in a pretty wide range of sizes. So that's a a great brand. I I love putting um, people in that in, in the Alomi brand. Do you think the bigger your bus is, a strapless bra that is long line is is more supportive? It gives a little bit more support because, um, yeah, I mean, it, it gives more structure underneath the cup. Mm-hmm. So by definition, you're getting more support. But technology is constantly changing and, and improving. So I think that there are better um, standard strapless bras for full-busted women now than there used to be. Now, how long should a bra last? Like, I buy bras all the time, and the wires are popping out left and right, and I get so aggravated, and it feels like money going down the drain. So how long does the typical bra last? Well, that's sort of the million-dollar question because it really depends. It depends on the quality of the bra that you're buying. It, It depends on the fit. And it depends on how you're taking care of it. So a a quality bra is going to cost you a little bit more out of pocket to begin with, but it's going to be better constructed. And so it's going to ultimately last you longer and probably be a better value over time. But also, if if you're wearing a bra with a band that's too large, it'll move around on your body while you're wearing it, and that can wear down the fibers and cause the underwire to pop out. So it may be a fit issue. And then finally, it depends on how you're actually laundering your bras. If you are, well, the the, the ideal is to hand wash your bras and and hang them dry. Um, but if you if you don't do that, at least don't put them in the dryer. And put putting right. the, the bra in the dryer is really a death sentence. Now, what do you do, or what do you suggest? after the wires pop out of the bra. Like some people I've heard, they try and push them back in and sew it up. 
And in some, what do you do, just throw it away in a garbage can? What do you do? You can try taking it to a seamstress and see if they can do something with it. But once a wire has popped out, it's really hard to put the beast back in the cage. <laughs> Definitely. So do you do um, personal consultations with people? Can like if I'm in L.A., so I know we're in different parts of the, the country, but could I hire you to help me and go through my bras? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with technology these days, you can do these things over Skype, and it helps a lot. Um, and and there's a lot of things that I can talk people through and help them understand fit for themselves so that um, they can really test their own bras and see see what works on their own bodies. Okay. So do you have anything coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Um, I'm doing an increasing number of, of tours nationwide, and I'll have some more details coming out about that soon. People can go to my website, fabfoundations, with an S, dot com, um, and get more information. And, um, and if anybody's interested in having a bra fit consultation, just go to the Ask Alley button and send me a note, and I can get back to them. So are you going on a tour uh, for your best-selling book? I am. I am. I'm working with uh, a manufacturer on that, and so I, I can't quite announce the details yet, but it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope bring a lot of great information to women across the country. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was great information because I know for myself it could be very aggravating with these bras. It's a it's hard to just find the right size, find something cute. It's just very stressful. It can be, and it's really emotional for a lot of women, um, and, and actually even for professionals. I, I was just talking to some people over the weekend who are in the industry, and they can say the same thing sometimes, so you're not alone out there. <laughs> and tell us again your official website to keep up with everything you have going on. It's www.fabfoundations.com. Well, continue success with everything, and I'll definitely be following you now and everything you do. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. And last but definitely not least is Edward Wilkinson. Chic and modern designs is the most luxurious fabrics define the Lafayette 148 New York collection. With its outstanding attention to detail and craftsmanship, the line is best known for beautiful feminine separates, novelty embellished pieces, exquisite leathers, and luxe knitwear. Founded in 1996 and named for its Manhattan Street address, the Lafayette 148 collection captures the sophistication and confidence of the city. Designer Edward Wilkinson is the creative force behind the brand. Inspired by his frequent world travels and the women he meets, Edward has a unique vision and a sense of style that translate into elegant yet supremely wearable fashion. Let's welcome Edward to the show. Hi, Hi how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful, and how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm still here at the office. Oh no! <laughs> well, that's why you're so successful because you work so much, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, how did you get your start in the fashion industry? I got my start at Donna Karen, um, and that was ten years, and then Calvin Klein after that, okay. and then back to Donna Karen. So. <laughs> You know, it, it was kind of a circle. So 
1998, you joined um, the Lafayette 148 New York as design director. So how did this come about? Were you looking for other opportunities or like you were the hottest thing going and they they came after you? How did it happen? Well, they approached me and um, from... um, and um, it just seemed like a great opportunity. You know, I've, when you work for so many people, you always want to see um, what you can do on your own um, mm-hmm. and how you can make a company grow. And, and, and basically I was starting from scratch because it was up to me to set the tone for the collection each season, uh, whereas Donna and Calvin, they basically give you a direction. I had to come up with the direction this time, so it was a great challenge for me. So what exactly do you do as a design director just day in and day out? What are your responsibilities? I have to, We show four collections a season, um, okay. pre-spring, spring, pre-fall, and fall. I have to set the tone and the direction for everybody in the company um, by basically letting them know what we're going to do. And we change um, the seasons every four months. Mm. So I have to start out with a totally new concept that I have to give um, color direction. I go to Europe about three times a year to shop for fabrics. Most of our suppliers are Italian. Okay. Mills that I work with um, constantly. It's like when I go to the fabric show, Premier Vision, and it's coming up next month for next spring, summer, um, I'm I'm basically looking for the next thing, the next season. So I'm basically, and even though I'm working on next fall right now, I'm working on next spring, summer, eight months ahead of time. Wow. So how do you know what's going to be in style and what everybody's going to crave? You know, you don't. It's a total guessing game because you really don't know. We really don't file. We really don't um, follow trends. We set trends for our customer. Okay. So I'm not under that pressure to do what everybody else is doing. Got it. Um, Our customers are very specific. Um, and she looks forward to continuing with what we have. So, you know, the transition from um, fashion to what um, – I have to set the tone between fashion and what women actually wear, giving clothes that women actually wear that push that, that bringing it to the next level every season. Now, some designers refuse to design for plus-size women. What do you think about that? You know, Lafayette 148 is a brand that's for all women. We introduced the plus-size collection almost 10 years ago. I believe in designing for all sizes, that women of any size desire the same thing, chic, modern, and luxurious clothes. And isn't it, doesn't it just make business sense? Because I know the plus-size line has to do very well, right? Yes, it does. Um you know, and I we offer the same styles. I don't design a separate collection for the plus size um, woman because I think she wants to look sophisticated and stylish and chic. So right. we basically keep the same formula. Exactly. We don't want the the straight girls looking stylish and us in the grandma clothes. We want to look no, just, uh, no, you know, and we never started out that way. Right. 
Exactly. So for those listening that are not familiar with the line, what types of clothing do you carry? What types of clothing? It's very sophisticated, but it's very it has a very casual side to it, too. You know, we go from day to evening to the weekend. So right. there's really something for everybody. It's it's very lifestyle driven. And so what is the size range? You go I know you start at a two and you go all the way up to what size? Twenty four W. All right. So it's really something for everybody. Yes. So and what is the price range in the store? Our price ranges is around 188 for Swiss cotton top and go up to 998 for a leather jacket. Our pants start at 328 and our jackets 368 for a more casual style. And the price is because your material that you say is from Italy. Yes. So it's we don't very use, high quality. It's very high quality. We don't use um, cheap fabric. Right. Right. So what do you think sets your clothing apart from all other uh, collections? Well, we produce our designs in our own state-of-the-art factory. In fact, Lafayette 148 is completely vertical, which means we do everything in-house. We control everything. So it's made in America? No, it's made in China. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. But... We have all of our, our, we brought a lot of Italian experts over to train our people, and they're still there, So, which means that, you know, the standard is still very high. And right. our people are, are, you know, the factory is amazing. We use the highest quality fabrics, our, our, the craftsmanship and the attention to detail. It's just amazing. Yeah, very beautiful clothes. So you have um, trunk shows that are coming up across the country at different stores. Now, what takes place at those events? Oh, that's when I get to meet my customer, the you know, the person that I sell to. Um, and it's great. It, it It's just the best. I mean, I've been with Lafayette for 10 years, so I basically know these customers by name. I consider wow. them my friends, <laughs> you know. Wow. Um, it's such a wonderful experience to get direct feed, feedback from the customer. You know, I present a show. We have a full-on show when I go to these stores. and um, Like a fashion show? Yes, a fashion show. Okay. And afterwards, sometimes I have private appointments with clients, or I'm, I'm just dispensing advice all around. It becomes a party. Oh, all right. So, okay, on the website I saw there was a list of trunk shows, and then there were a list of your personal appearances. So you yes. don't you don't go to every single trunk show on that website. I couldn't the whole possibly bunch. go to every single trunk show. Right. <laughs> it was just too many. Yes. But um, at the trunk shows, when you're not there, is it like a representative that takes your place? Yes. Yes, we have trunks on all coasts. Um, yeah, so they they basically do our specialty stores, and we have about 200 of them. So, and I do Neiman Marcus, Saks, Nordstrom. Um, I do the major department stores. Department stores, right. Mm-hmm. Now, I also, also saw that you have um, warehouse sales sometimes. Now, where there were, it was none coming up right now, but where do the warehouse sales take place when they do come up? 
At various locations. Oh, okay. I, so you it's know, not just in New York. No. Okay. No, they're, they're in New York, but I, you know, I, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh no. Okay. So we just have to look on the website uh-huh. and just, uh-huh. just keep up with where they will be. Right. So, um, anything coming up that we can be on the lookout for? I know you have. Uh, new collections that will be coming out soon. Yes. Anything else exciting coming up? Well, I'm leaving for Europe next month, which is great. And, um, you know, I'm actually... And where actually, are you located? You're, you're not in New York? No, I am in New York. I'm based okay. in New York. I live in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, I'm actually looking for to be inspired for the next season. It, I'm, I've been so busy working on fall, I haven't even thought about where my next bit of inspiration is going to come from. Uh, but you know what? It's, it's nothing unusual. It just hits me, and when it does, I'll know, and I'll be off somewhere. I love awesome. to travel. Awesome. Well, I'm located in Los Angeles, and I see you have some personal yes, appearances I am. coming up, so I'm going to try and come to one of them. Please. Person. Please. Where are you located? You're in Los in Angeles. In Los Angeles. Okay, I think and you're I'm not coming, coming to, to Los Angeles, but you're coming close enough. I'm for coming me to, drive. to Newport Beach. It's not yes. far in Orange County, I believe. Yes, so I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to try and come and see you. Mm-hmm. So um, tell us the official website to buy all of the fabulous clothing. The official website. Hmm. What is our official website? I think it's Lafayette. 148? com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I know you're very busy, but thank you for talking with me. You're so welcome. And continued success. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you to all of my fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next week, and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our fan page on Facebook at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.